0: No clear outcome on the US election and the markets seem to be loving it. Big moves on equities, a bit of a flattening in the yield curve, big moves in bond yields today. Currencies largely left untouched. We'll look at the latest on the US election. It does look like a Biden win, but you never know. And not clear on who's going to take the Senate either. Plus, the Bank of England, a 7 a.m. announcement in the UK tomorrow. We'll look at that. And the Fed as well. What will they do now? And what else do we look out for today? It's mainly the election, of course. It's Thursday, the 5th of November, 2020. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well the US dollar hasn't been able to make its mind up today it climbed a fair bit but uh, fell a quarter percent below where it was yesterday and then it climbed back up again to more or less where it started from uh, the Aussie dollar is up a third of 1% the pound is down half a percent stocks supposedly don't like uncertainty we're told in which case explain this the Nasdaq up 4% the S&P 500 up 3% the Dow up 2.5% the Euro Eurostox 50 is up 2% the FTSE 100 up 1.7% even though we don't know who's going to win the US election a massive movements in bonds 10 year Treasury countries down 12 basis points. They've been on a bit of a journey today as well. Reasonably big moves in Europe as well, and oil up more than 3%, gold and silver down. So the only certainty is uncertainty. And here's Gavin Friend, NAB's senior market strategist in London. Well, I, I mean, it does seem like it's going to be a Biden win, but I mean, it's, clo- it's a close call in five key states. There's still millions of votes to be counted. It could take days, couldn't it? But a massive market reaction, in uh, well, at least in equities and bonds, not so much currencies, Even though we actually don't know what the outcome is yet.
1: Yeah. Good morning, Phil. Well, let's. um, Probably a good place to start is where we are on the election, Um, and then let's look at markets. A huge turnout, by the way, sixty-six point nine percent, highest since nineteen hundred U.S. elections over the last hundred or so years tend to see turnouts of fifty-five to sixty percent. So, you know, you know that that that's a good that's a good news story. Uh, Over all the fears of voter intimidation, riots, etc., there's been no evidence of that, yeah, as as yet. Um, As Stand mm. uh, and after the early Trump lead that went against the polls, so Biden is now sitting at 238 uh, electoral college votes if you include Arizona. Right, so how's it, how's it going to get there then? So Bi- Biden looks, 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 looks set to net um, you know uh, six from Nevada, 10 uh, from, from Michigan and Wisconsin, where he's, he's leading Trump. That would put him on 270. Um, so that's one route he he's got to the White House that doesn't involve uh, Pennsylvania, which is the other really big swing state. Pennsylvania looks set to be probably the last return, uh, probably late Friday. If if then Trump is on 213. If you add in 35 from Alaska, Georgia, North Carolina, and there's a there's a district in Maine that gets him to 248. So you know even if he gets 20 from Pennsylvania. It only gets him to two sixty eight. So he you know, he really needs to take Michigan or or Michigan or Wisconsin, which are going against him at the moment, to have a to have a shaft, and that's why markets are moving where they are.
0: Yeah. So I mean, it took five weeks—the the, the longest it's taken. Bush versus Gore, which was twenty years ago, took five weeks. So, but it doesn't sound unless Donald Trump—I mean, he's obviously threatening to to go to the Supreme Court if he doesn't get get his way. I'm not quite sure how he's going to do that because there's a few levels of judicial procedure I would have thought he'd have to go through first. But uh, assuming that doesn't happen, I mean, we're not—it's not going to be like uh, 2000 all over again, is
1: it? No, I mean the route to the Supreme Court. I mean that's—I think you're right. Um, you know, if he decides to go down that route, and obviously he has made some. Overtures towards that—it's unclear whether that was just you know something um, a fit of peak at the time or whether there's anything serious in it. You know, time will tell. Um, I think you're right. That route mm. would, you know, it, it would in, it would take time. It would involve local judges, appeals courts. It might you know, it's going to take some time to get to
0: the Supreme Court, and even then, it would be unclear. What, you know? how far they would want to take it. Yeah, I think he, he was just mouthing off, wasn't he, in the middle of the night. I think that's the way uh, it's being taken. And look, he, a lot of his uh, Republican friends are not supporting him on all of this. But let's look at the market reaction, uh, particularly equities and particularly the Nasdaq uh, up very high today. Uh, I, I wonder what the reason for that is. I guess part of it is if there's, uh, if there's no clean sweep for the Democrats, if they don't take both, both houses, then there is less chance of tax hits, presumably, uh, but also I mean, uh, it works both ways. Less chance of a stimulus, which is really needed right now. And yet uh, we are seeing uh, uh, shares across all indices, but particularly in the NASDAQ, up very high today. Yeah, so you look at,
1: uh, look at the big tech stocks, Facebook, Alphabet, Twitter up 7%, leading the NASDAQ up 4%, the S&P 3, Dow 2.5% as we speak. Tech outperforms on a couple of fronts, I think, as you're right, you're saying. Um, no blue wave means it's less likely we get uh, tougher regulation. Uh, tech also does well are on uh, no no blue wave meaning less stimulus and therefore the idea of a big rotation out of tech and into cyclicals won't happen tech also does well because of covid uh, it's raging again and working from home is here to here to stay the counter argument to that is Antitrust charges already brought by the U.S. Justice Department on big tech. They're already here. So maybe you would say it's a question of timing. Short-term relief for tech um, that was, you know, in a market that was braced for a hit
0: versus the long-term pain that's going to come there anyway. So we're going to – is this – Volatility going to continue there? Because the other argument is, as well, you know, we're just correcting a bit of a sell off that we had last week. But of course, that, you know, the markets have been up and down. The the VIX index, I noticed, has come down a fair bit today. But you can't help wondering whether, in fact, you know, we're we're still going to be on this roller coaster ride uh, for the rest of this week and into next week.
1: it, It could do. But I think, you know, to go back to what we were saying just now, the betting markets have now swung back. They were very cautious. They're now swinging back towards quite clearly towards a Democratic uh, take of the mm. White House. And so, you know, the idea that we get a president that, you know, he's less divisive, he listens to the other side, he restores some normalcy on international relations, and yet he, d- he does want to spend, okay, if, as it seems likely, Democrats don't take the Senate, that's not impossible, yeah. but they've got, you know, they, they need to get three. We can see them getting two seats, but three looks unlikely. So that would just have some check yeah. on sort of unbridled,
0: unbridled fiscal spending. So that the markets, probably, that, that, yeah, might the market, have markets probably like that. You know, no clean sweep for the Democrats means that you know those regu- tech regulations that we're talking about. You know, perhaps they're going to be harder to to get through. So uh, and. Uh, but you know also you you wonder whether anything's going to get through i mean it could be a very dysfunctional period for us politics if uh, if, if if the senate is split
1: yeah I- exactly and that, and that, i think that's why you know you're seeing yields lower you know us 10s which mm. rose from what 0.85 to 0.94 Early Wednesday crashed to 0.76, now 0.77, Two tens and 10s, 30 curves is flatter. The story here looks like, you know, no blue wave equals no large fiscal spending, which means no debt funded spending. And uh, that's why you're seeing break evens and inflation expectations are falling. So U.S. 10s are now sort of what, 165 and 173. As the spending fuel deflationary trade
0: is also pared back, um, you were talking about FX. Um, yeah, because there's not been a great deal of movement, has there? Really? I mean, the US dollar is you know more or less where it was yesterday.
1: Yeah, and I think you know um, the story here is we we, we did see a sell off in you know uh, EM and high beta. Currencies such as the Mexican peso, the Chinese renminbi, the Aussie fell. But they've all recouped and clawed back those losses throughout Wednesday. Dollar CNH is now at its lowest since June 2018 at 6.62. The Aussie is back up at 71.85.90. The Kiwi at 67. Um, you know, I think the, the ability of EM and high beta FX to sort of regain higher grounds versus the is just a couple of things. Firstly, that uh, markets are reacting to this increased probability of a Biden victory, I think, and, and some some spending. And secondly, that if we end up in a sort of a gridlock situation, you know, where we get... You know, a Democratic White House, but Republicans sitting in control of the Senate, two things happen. Monetary policy gets renewed, renewed focus, and is likely to mean more QE. And Mm. secondly, international investors, after a period of gridlock, probably won't see the U.S., in a great you know a great look it's not it's not something that is conducive to us economic outperformance i mean you, you, i would caution that remark that we're going to get some bouts of dollar you know dollar strength in risk off situations but actually broadly speaking if we felt we're going to be in this protracted legal battle for a period of time and that means that there's no chance of congress getting together with a short term stimulus plan in the lame duck period between now and to sort of the
0: January twentieth, I think markets would swoon and tire of that, and actually it would be good you, for the dollar. I think it was your expression pushing on a string when we talked about uh, central banks trying to uh, fill in where governments are, are not pushing ahead with with, with fiscal measures. Uh, you know, there's just so much they can do. Uh, they are spending, of course, in the UK. Uh, so the question is, what's the Bank of England going to do next? They've uh, they, uh, seven o'clock tomorrow morning their time, not twelve o'clock. They moved it forward for, for what? reason they want to get in early uh what are they going to announce tomorrow or tonight our time
1: yeah that yeah so um well uh we the consensus and it's 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 pretty you know across the board 100 billion on qe taking the total up to 845 billion um the risk to that i guess is that they come in with a slightly bigger package maybe 150 to 200 there is no chance that they're going to do anything on rates because rates are at uh, 10 basis points now, and we already know they've communicated that it's going to take time to do the technical work to see whether negative rates, if it's applicable, that policy, whether it works in the UK banking system, and we won't find that out until the new year. There is no policy meeting in January, and so therefore we're not going to get a decision on that until so February. So as well as the
0: Bank of England, obviously we've got the Fed as well uh, tomorrow, so we're hot on the heels of this election. Yeah, so that... Um, so that
1: so that meeting was pushed back because of the election by a day yeah. uh, but we 're not expecting any fireworks you know it would be extraordinarily unlikely of the Fed to do uh, say anything you know revealing uh, given that we probably we may not know the outcome certainly not of the Senate at that time and they'll, they'll be very guarded in their comments they won 't want to preempt anything um, but we know the playbook here is, is that they 've put in more pressure you know, Jerome Powell in his recent speeches on uh, Congress to get with a fiscal uh, fiscal spending plan, you know, you can imagine yep. that will be heard again and I think they're just going to buy their time but the pressure will be on them if we're not going to get such large fiscal spending package. as I say to perhaps crank up a bit more on, on QE. We know that the ECB is going down that road uh, in December uh, and I'm guessing that the Fed will uh, will, will need to, to, to
0: move as well. Mm, whether it does much good is the broader question, isn't it? Look, the pound a bit weaker today, those Brexit talks have been called <laughs> off till the weekend. Michelle Barnier uh, is quoted as saying that there's been limited progress after six straight days of discussions. When's this going to be resolved, Gavin?
1: I, I I would I, I would disagree. We've had two weeks of intensive negotiations. Remember, um, that was the you know that was the UK's uh, sort of request to get talks back on the road again. They've been meeting right the way through weekends as well. They have made some progress, not enough to get them into the tunnel where they think a deal is imminent. So when's it going to be? But but quick, said, quick question uh, though, because well, uh, uh, out uh, well, When's when it going to be resolved? When are we gonna, When are we going to have an uh, answer we, to this? End of next week. Right. We we did say that this, you know, the now now's the
0: time to sort of, you know, just take stock after yeah. two heavy weeks and okay. Friday. You know. So, Friday next week, that's what, that's what you're saying, isn't it? So, we'll, we'll hold you to that. Well, let's see. Look, today, business confidence numbers for New Zealand this morning. We get Australia's trade performance for September. We get German factory orders, UK construction PMI, and tonight, those initial jobless claims as well from the United States. We'll obviously keep an eye on those COVID numbers as well, but the, the main thing is everyone's going to be keeping an eye on uh, the count from the US election. That's obviously what's going to keep minds occupied for the next 24 hours. Good to talk, Gavin. Thanks, Phil interesting thing is actually as well in the exit polls uh, perhaps the reason why Donald Trump has done so well, they asked people in the United States whether they believe that they are better off than they were four years ago and 60% said yes, so maybe a chunk of that 60% said well we may as well give them another go probably not enough though uh, that's it for today, I'm Phil Darby for NAB, back again tomorrow morning, see you then